Welcome to Let's Get Writing, the podcast that explores the creative process of writing from books, scripts, plays, and poems to songs and blogs. This series focuses on authors, publishers, and artists. Catherine's guests share their process of writing in all its forms. Listen along to discover the personal journeys behind their work. Explore options from indie to traditional publishing and learn tips and secrets to inspire you. Welcome to Let's Get Writing. Welcome to Let's Get Writing. I'm Katherine Taylor. Well, this is the show about the writing process in all its beautiful forms. Whether you're a writer, a reader, a fan, I'm sure there's going to be something here for you. All kinds of tips and ideas to spur your muse, perhaps perhaps get help get you published, or even some great ideas for what book to read next. So many interesting things to learn about writing. And I'd love to know from where you're watching if you'd like to share that with us. If you've missed any episodes, they're all available on my YouTube channel at Katherine Taylor TV. And now on to the important part. My guest today is a Newfoundland publisher who started his company in 2002. He's a former journalist and was even part of the staff for Joey Smallwood's Encyclopedia of Newfoundland. I want you to meet Gavin Will, the founder and owner of Boulder Books. And let me just bring Gavin up into the stream here. <laughs> Yay. Hi, Gavin. How are you? I'm excellent, Catherine. Thank you for having me. Thanks for having me on the show. Well, it's certainly a pleasure. You're out there on the East Coast, and I'm in central Newfoundland, but technology is wonderful when it works. It is indeed. Gavin, let's just start by talking about what it is that you do. Um, 2002, you started the company. Give us a little bit of uh, history on how all that came about. Well, I always say it was a bit of a mixture of, uh, kind of inspiration and, uh, and desperation. Uh, I had been a journalist, and uh, I was an early victim of the Internet uh, back, back around uh, late 90s, early 2000s. And the, uh, but I had studied Newfoundland history, and the uh, I was familiar with Prowse's history of Newfoundland because I worked on the Encyclopedia of Newfoundland, and we uh, that uh, and that was basically the Bible for for creating uh, early Newfoundland uh, uh, history entries, and uh, I so I I was looking for something for a career, a new career after journalism had had crashed. And uh, I thought, hey, I should. Uh, I love that book, History of Newfoundland, by, mm -hmm. by Krauss. And uh, but it was, but it's almost impossible to get a uh, a copy. And uh, and a friend uh, I, I, of my of my partner Amanda uh, bought a, an original copy of Krauss's 1895 edition for her for her boyfriend, and, uh, and it cost six hundred bucks. And I thought to myself, heck. I, People don't want to pay six hundred bucks, but no. they'd like to read the book. And uh, I asked uh, Dr. Leslie Harris, uh, the late Dr. Harris, to write the introduction for it, which he very graciously did. And then, I, and I published the thing, and uh, it was a reprint. And the uh, I, I got an, an original copy of the book from from somewhere, and, and and it worked. So then I thought, hey, this is easy. This is an easy way to make a living. Uh, <laughs> As compared to journalism, <laughs> no. Well, it turned out to be that the, it was a, 
that I got lucky the first time round. <laughs> and uh, so it's uh, so, and, uh, and that's really how I I, I got the kind the company started. Well, I'm I'm sure when you said, "Oh, this is an easy way to make a living," and all of a sudden you were in publishing, I'm going to just guess. Now I'm just going to say that probably you that thought changed over time once you started getting yes. to it. <laughs> yes, and uh, it's never really gotten any easier. Sometimes I guess right. Sometimes I guess, I guess wrong. Fortunately, I guess right most of the most of the time, and. Uh, yeah, and we've been we've been very fortunate. The company has grown quite considerably. Yes, and I mean you've certainly guessed right on some of your books, if I may say. I've got I was digging around for books that I have. I couldn't find my hikes of Newfoundland, but I I found this one, which was yes. a definite guess right for you. The saltwater mittens and all the, the these are some of their. Um, I said I was going to start knitting, but Gavin, mm -hmm. I keep doing this video stuff and don't take out any knitting needles. Here is a here is a brand new mitten. <laughs> Oh, the trigger mitt. Shirley Scott wrote for me. So sorry, knit, knit for me because I'm I'm running as an NDP candidate in the election um, oh. here in Simpson Bay, East Bell Island, and uh, she very graciously knit me a pair of mittens. I've been taking these with me uh, for and the right, last yeah. few weeks. Well, absolutely a great idea. And those two uh, ladies came on the show, uh, Christine Legros and Shirley Scott, and that was back on the show I did with Rogers TV. Anyway, I had so much fun with them. They sat in the studio, they had their knitting needles, and the whole time I'm talking to them, they're just knitting. They're just like not looking at anything and just talking to me about knitting. They were so much fun. Well, they're and, amazing. Yeah, yeah, they and were amazing. Have, and their books have just, uh, have just exploded. Yeah, they're international, are they not? Yeah, they are, yeah. yes. Well, I think what they've hit on, and I think probably because of your background, what you 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 felt was the interest in traditional Newfoundland things that we do and have always done and taken for granted. Like all of like our, my grandmother, I'm sure would have made those mitts like crazy, and all of a sudden now it's like a rebirth, and people want to know those arts and they don't want them to be lost so when you hit on books like that i think the potential for the popularity is enormous it, yeah you're right and it's uh, uh we uh, we didn't realize how popular these books would be we, you know, we knew that it was important to to publish them uh because uh knitting had, you know traditional patterns were in danger of, uh, of dying out mm -hmm. and uh it so, so happens that uh, that we hit upon an idea whose time had come, and uh, but it really follows on, as as you say, with the uh, the move towards learning about our traditions, and uh, mm -hmm. we discovered that with the field guides that we produced, you know, the and, and some of the heritage cookbooks that we that we published as well. It's uh, it's it's a it's a major uh, 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 thing, uh, trend right now with people. And Gavin, would you say that is one of the focuses for, for for Boulder Books? For example, if somebody was wanting to become an author with Boulder Books, what is it you look for? Well, we look for great ideas and great writing. It sounds very simple. Uh, and uh, but uh, there are some areas that we that we tend to focus on. Uh, the certainly uh, field guides, uh, the uh, uh, Traditional traditional crafts, uh, 
uh, cookbooks are, are very important. Newfoundland history as well. And we don't, we often publish books that uh, we know aren't going to be selling a great number, but they're also very important. You know, last year we did we published a book on, called A Mixed Marriage, which was uh, which is a history of the uh, of the French in uh, French settlement in in Newfoundland. It was a uh, an area that had, had been very underrepresented, and so it's it, it, it's important. We see ourselves as being uh, as producing books that are that are needed. You know that mm -hmm. uh, and and. This is, and sales numbers for, for some are greater than others, but they're but they're no less important. Exactly, and actually, you mentioned that book, The French Shore. Um, I one summer I did go up and drive all through that area. I wasn't as familiar with it, but I had lived for a long time in Moncton, New Brunswick, and I would travel throughout that province, up around Shibigan and up on the, their peninsula, and. And, you know, I had studied French and worked a lot with people there. So I am really interested in that book. So I, I, I would like to get, have a chance to sit down with the author. I'm just letting you oh, yeah. know. <laughs> Mike Wilkshire will be happy to do, to do so. He's a, well, he's, I'll he's be a wonderful man. I'll be happy to parlay with him. So that would be great. So, Gavin, what are the challenges of being an independent publisher in, in Newfoundland? Well, uh well, for me, I, was, uh, I guess I, 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 I can speak for myself. When I started, I had I had no idea what I was doing, and uh, it was and uh, but I quickly learned that uh, that distribution is probably the greatest challenge. That's it's been the greatest ongoing challenge. Uh, you know, we've got we've had quality books for for quite some time. We're always trying to build on build on that. Uh, but it was it took a it took a while to be able to 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 develop the, uh, the 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 distribution network that we kind of that I kind of knew we needed because Newfoundland and Labrador is uh, is a small province the population mm -hmm. is declining unfortunately and it's um, it's, a, it's a challenge to sell you know have decent numbers of, of books and if you want to have a business you have to be able to find markets and. Uh, <laughs> So we worked for for many years trying to solve the the problem, and uh, it took a while. But uh, but now but I'm, I'm now happy to uh, to see that that we, we do have a, a, a what they call a supply chain in in place. Mm -hmm. But that's uh, that's one uh, a significant uh, a challenge. That's for sure. Yeah, and it, and it is in in many industries in particular being on an island. And of course, Labrador is even less populated than Newfoundland. Um, but uh, in, in doing that, okay, so you found supply chains and so on. How about finding authors? Has that ever been a challenge? Well, yes, uh, it is. And, uh, and uh, the there are, in the publishing industry, there are kind of different levels of publishers. There's a big multinationals, Mm -hmm. uh, which are based in well, Bertelsmann, which we we now which we know as as Penguin Random Random House and and uh, Harper Collins. These are some of the largest publishers on on the planet, and that's where uh, many authors want to, uh, to to eventually be published, particularly in those who publish fiction. And some uh, 
popular non nonfiction, and uh, and the industry in Canada is actually dominated by the big multinationals. And then you have the Canadian independents, which are all a, a lot smaller, and uh, and it's and it's a challenge to compete with the with the large ones because it could be for authors, uh, and uh, because they, you know, the big. The big multinationals had marketing budgets that uh, would, would dwarf anything that even a, the combined Canadian industry could offer you know, an author. So, uh, but what we, but but the way we deal with that is that uh, is that the we kind of focused on people know what our what what the strengths of our of our company are, and so authors who are right in that genre in those in those genre. Do tend to come to us, and we've developed a reputation for producing very high-quality books. Uh, Presentation-wise, if you look at some of our field guides, you know, uh, I can confidently say you'll, you won't, you you will not find anything better. Even Bertelsmann can't uh, produce anything better uh, that looks better than what we than we uh, publish. So we've really relied on uh, on, on quality and mm -hmm. editing. We, we have a fabulous uh, uh, managing editor, Stephanie Porter, uh, who is uh, who is great, and we have a copy editor as well. Uh, and so we we really make sure that we that we edit content, edit and copy edit our our books, so that when people prospective authors read our books, they go, hey. That book reads pretty well. I, I, perhaps I'll go talk to uh, to Boulder about my next project. Mm -hmm. We've had some success with that. Well, exactly. And I've often said and shared with with viewers that a great investment for a writer is to have a great editor. And we can't do it all as writers. And editors are, are tremendously important. The work that they do can really bring a book together. And yeah. uh, I can't say enough about it. I agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. We would not publish an author who refused to uh, to allow their book to be uh, edited. It's mm -hmm. a critical part of the process. Absolutely. Now, when you would have been through the transition into eebooks, how, how did did was that just a smooth transition for you to develop eBooks as well, or how did that go? <laughs> well, but the funny thing is that okay, so I was so I was a journalist, and the internet killed. Uh, killed the industry for me. So I went into to book publishing as almost as soon as I started doing that, I, I'm part of industry organizations and uh, in, in publishing organizations in Atlantic Canada and, and also the uh, nationally as well. And I would go to, uh, to sessions at, at, at meetings and for, in, for, for several years, they'd be dominated by, these meetings would, would be dominated by presentations from people who, uh, who predicted the the imminent imminent demise of of book publishers, so that great, I thought great. I was a journalist, and the internet kicked me out. Now it's going to chase me out of publishing as well. Fortunately, that was not the case, uh, and uh, ebooks have become more popular, particularly in some genre. There are some genre, of course, that e-books e do very well. If you're talking romance, mm -hmm. science fiction, uh, and, and a few other genres as well. However, what we found is that uh, for, for local books, 
nobody wants, practically nobody wants to read local books as an ebook. It's as just as well because the prices that are all, that are the going retail prices would would indeed chase publishers out of business if they had become if ebooks had become dominant, but they haven't. And the uh, the prognostications about the imminent demise of our industry were completely, utterly wrong. Which is a great thing, and it's so interesting. What you, your point? I when you think about it, books that say if I read on my Kindle or whatever are books that like they're not books I'm going to keep and hold on to forever. I'm going to enjoy the experience of reading them. But if I buy a book, like for example, well, example this one here. You want the book. You definitely would not want the ebook. And say the hiking book, I, when I interviewed Katie Broadhurst, Hikes of Newfoundland. And you want that book because it becomes a reference book. And so it's so interesting, the type of niche that you're into. I could see where the actual physical book would be of much more value to most people than the ebook. Yeah. And uh, there is a place for, for, for digital, to, to be sure. And we do. We do publish ebooks. In fact, they mm -hmm. saw Water Mittens is available as an ebook, and we've sold some, but uh, we haven't. But it's it's in the it's in the hundreds, maybe. Mm -hmm. Whereas the uh, sales of the of uh, the paper copy are in the tens of thousands. Yeah, that 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 makes sense. But it's I'm so glad that I mean it's been a tough time even now, particularly for authors trying to do tours. Uh, everything is going online uh, virtually, pretty much with that right now, and new books coming out. So it's been a challenging year. Um, have you you know Have you just gone through it? Uh, does it start to feel normal to you now? Are you <laughs> where are you with COVID and all of this? Who knows. Who knows, Catherine? The uh, in, last year when the uh, when the COVID came down, uh, it, we sold practically nothing. Uh, we couldn't even sell on Amazon. Amazon stopped taking uh, what they called non-essential non items and uh, for, for sale. So we even lost, uh, you know, the you know the great sea monster in the sky, so so to speak. You know, mm -hmm. To mix metaphors, so and the uh, the and for a while the only place and uh, the only place I could sell books for about a month or two was in a uh, a general store down the road. All of the all of the supply chains, all everything went gone. And uh, however, when Amazon came back and when Indigo and uh, which happened, I went sale dig. Did start to rebound. Um, our sales picked up greatly, but there's but there's been some interesting discoveries that I've I, I, I've made mm -hmm. about what happened during during COVID. In St. John's, there is a chapter store, and uh, it's uh, it, it's one of the the uh, most profitable uh, chapters outlets for Indigo in the in the country. Yeah. And I drive by there. You know, frequently, and you uh, and of course the parking lot appeared to be empty, but I found out recently that that during the second quarter they had the best second quarter they've ever had during the uh, the in in twenty twenty. 
during the during the shutdown because people the drive by and pick up your books actually did work so so there's all kinds of so it's going to be fascinating to see what comes out of uh, out of this as they um, as as companies look to see where they're to see what happened and how they can restructure their companies because indigo has had has been has been losing money for for several years thanks to amazon uh, the competition uh, and uh, and they may have hit accidentally hit upon a, a partial solution to a vexing problem which is how to uh, to make money how to compete with amazon with a bricks and mortar store and all the expenses that go along with that yeah i think that they're not the only industry that are feeling <laughs> that are feeling that pain it's affected so many retailers and mm-hmm. of course the new generation coming up that's how they they shop this uh, affinity to go out into a community <laughs> and you know have these relationships in that way it's just, it's just not there and it may never be there with that generation the way it would it may be not. but but the thing is if amazon could make could make money during the mm. during the depths of the shutdown last year mm. sorry not amazon chap if, if, if indigo could make could make money uh, yeah. basically they were forced to change the business practices the way that they do business yeah once they internalize that once they figure out how they did that and how they can replicate it in the future. Places like Amazon might have to face a competition that they hadn't really considered before. Yeah. And I hope that I really hope that happens. Well, you and me as well, because it, there's nothing like having bookstores in your midst, and it's just a beautiful. I mean, that was yeah. one of my favorite things to do is to go into a bookstore. It, it has always been, and I'm sure a lot of people share that. So yeah. Let's hope. Let's hope that the this surprising change that they do figure it out. I wouldn't be surprised that they will. So, what's exciting and new coming up, Gavin? What uh, um, what kind of books are we going to be seeing this year? And uh, you know, recent ones. Share some information with us. Well, we're going to be uh, we're getting we're going to be getting a mushroom field guide from Sean Dawson. Everybody. Everybody's been talking about mushrooms. We put out Forager's Dinner last last year, the Forager's Dinner by Sean Dawson last year, which is uh, a book on about edible plants and, and uh, how to cook how to cook them with recipes from from top chefs in Newfoundland and restaurants. And uh, so he's doing a he's doing a mushroom field guide. And uh, we're also going to be having a brand new gardening book by Todd Boland, as well as a uh, a, a shrubs and vines book. By him as well. He's going to have two books this spring. Uh, after one year off, he's he's making up for uh, up for lost time. We're also going to be publishing a uh, a book of fiction by Bill Rowe, an author who came to us uh, this year, or, 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 I guess late last year, and uh, so that's going to be really exciting. And uh, uh, we'll be having a new, uh, let's say, we'll be having a biography of. Uh, uh, of Ray Guy, that's going to be coming out as well. I'm really looking forward to that. Ray Guy is one of the uh, the, the the greatest Newfoundlanders who ever have ever lived, and uh, and so it will be. It's important that we that we have a biography about this, uh, you know, this, this icon 
Absolutely. So those, so those, those are some of the, uh, the books that we're going to be publishing in the near future. Well, you know, and again, through this, I do hear that or I do see that strong link to the kind of the traditions. When you think of foraging, I'm sure that that was a very common thing years ago. I'm thinking that now you could correct me if I'm wrong, but, um, you know, our grandparents and so on, they did have to eat more off the land. <laughs> you know, there weren't there weren't the same supplies in grocery stores. And I know with foraging, I guess it's eating less common things, I'm thinking. I'm like, I'll have to talk to him. You have to set me up well, an interview. Actually, you, you, I think you'd be shocked when you go when you look at when you talk to Sean. Yeah. You, know, you look at his book. You go, and then go outdoors, and check the weeds. I think you'll find that you can eat most of them. Interesting. You know? So, you know, get revenge on the weeds. <laughs> that's not a bad idea because <laughs> i don't like the weeds at all and i'm always trying to find ways to deal with them in a very let's say healthy way so that i'm not contaminating where i my environment where i live or the water and so on and i actually oh I, what i got was a, a kind of a blowtorch and that worked it used to a blowtorch yeah i, I never that's a unique gardening tool. I must <laughs> ask Todd Boland about that. He's never, he's never mentioned that that, you know, you know, a, a blowtorch before. <laughs> well, it's, 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 it's kind of, I kind of look like I'm a superhero or something. I pull the propane tank and it's this big thing and you just go, whew. And um, it's, it's oh, yeah. interesting, but that was, I was trying to find water ways that I can deal with weeds without using pesticides or things of that nature what ways can i do it and i've got a lot of rocks that i like to keep as rocks and uh, yeah it it works and then i also used um uh, dish soap and vinegar which i had a thing on my back and i spray so hey maybe i have a book on how to deal with weeds from a different perspective oh yeah pests yes but yeah <laughs> when it comes to using the uh, uh, the blowtorch that's pretty that's pretty <laughs> extreme i gotta say gotta be <laughs> well, it's on the internet. Honestly, I'm not the only Good. one. I was in Stevens <laughs> for a meeting. I'm sitting there waiting in the car, and I'm watching this guy come along with his landscape um, vehicle, and he got out and he did it. I was like, "What?" I got out of my car, went over immediately, and I was like, "Do you know that I do this?" And he said, "Oh, I, I didn't know anyone else did this." He said, "Yes, it's a regular way that we manage weeds." Oh. So well, there you go. Not you just every day. <laughs> you learn something every day. Well, I hope people have learned a lot from our conversation. I certainly have. And I'm so pleased that that your company is in our province and that that we're going to have and continue to have the chance to have these wonderful books that represent so much of our heritage. It's just amazing. And uh, I'm going to put up the um, actually the um, web page, which I have it here now, if I can find it, there we go. Just boulderbooks.ca and you've got the lineup of your books on there and information. And that's probably one of the, can people order directly from your website? They sure can. Perfect. All right. Well, we finally got to do this and I'm going to be after you to send some authors my way. And I just want to thank you so much for taking the time to sit down with me. Well, thank you very much, Catherine, for the opportunity. Oh, and congratulations on your book, Missy's Oh, uh, Missy's Adventures. Thank you very yes. much. Good work. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I got to write some more now. And to everyone watching there, um, don't forget if you want to catch shows that, that you may have missed on Catherine Ta Taylor TV, they'll be there. And I try to add a new show 
every week. There are so many authors and so many wonderful stories to tell. And I enjoy so much these opportunities to share the stories as I did today with Gavin Will. So we'll sign off now and thank everyone for viewing and let us know from where you're watching. And if you like what we're doing, please subscribe, like and share, and we'll keep bringing you great stories about stories. <laughs> Bye now. Thanks so much for listening. We'd love to hear from you. So please let us know what you thought of this episode and share your ideas for future guests or topics. You can email us at letsgetwriting at katherinetaylor.ca. Don't forget to subscribe and even leave a review. If you love this episode, share it with a friend. Until next time, believe in yourself and let's get writing.